0: hey y'all it's randy with bmm indie episode 76 is this libido so my last indie episode was number 72 and i had just started my job and now i'm a month and a half in things have changed and one of those things has been my libido and we're gonna talk about it and i hope you enjoy yeah i'm sweating Yeah. In 2010, thought I was doing something. And now I'm rapping with a crew or something I guess the track don't really stick unless he's blowing something And I never fit the shoe until I do or something Yo, bracing myself like teeth Boy, it's the same old route on some new concrete But homie, these tunes make you get a new ID I'm trying to do my thing, but the commute ain't cheap I'm on a two-day week for all this rap these days And we can still pitch the track to all the wacky DJs We're singing happy days, wearing tacky J's And I'm just pumped that I made it out my nappy phase Let's go We can turn the whole world so what happened was y'all i i've been i'm horny (laughs) i don't know how to say that but i've i've been my sex drive is back it's thriving wants to be fed and it's and it's crazy because it feels like a new phenomenon it feels like i'm in puberty again like i'm in college and high school And I thought it was really interesting. I've been thinking it's really interesting. Now, at first it was scaring me because as a lot of women who have had kids feel, after you have a baby, the last thing you want to do is get pregnant again quickly. Some women. I know there are women who want back to back to back. That's fine. That's your narrative and your ministry. That is not mine getting pregnant again is the scariest thing that could possibly happen to me. <laughs> I ain't ready. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. Put the devil dick away. No. So when I realized that my sex drive was back, it was scaring me because I was like, oh, I'm ovulating. And because the only time I really, really be wanting it for real, for real, like I'm a whole different person. I need it. It's when I'm ovulating. But then I was like, ain't no way I'm ovulating three months straight. Like, it don't make no sense (laughs) it don't make no sense um and then I realized I'm just in the mood like this is just what it feels like to be back in the mood again I hadn't realized that I haven't been in the mood like I thought I was in the mood we're having sex it's fine it's great but I I I I didn't realize I just wasn't in the mood like not in the way I am now um and it's just weird being in the space again me and mike have had sex for a decade been having sex for a decade and it's we're in a different era now or back like in the previous eras of our youth where we um we're not trying to conceive (laughs) and sex is different when you're trying to conceive for some people um especially if you haven't successfully conceived yet and there's just a lot of pressure around it you're having sex when you're ovulating only when you're ovulating it's not fun anymore you think it's you you know why you can't conceive he think it's him or you know whatever and so um but now we're like you know we're out of that space you've had this healthy baby and now sex is just like back to sex and it's weird (laughs) it's weird but I'm not knocking it but I thought that it was important to talk about because I know that we've gotten a lot of feedback from women especially you know men don't usually write in they send messages to their wives and girlfriends and stuff or they just be listening on the slide don't tell nobody but a lot of women write in when they hear our episodes talking about sex talking about kids and how like you know just their marriage has been impacted good bad you know the ugly it's just in general just life just life happening and i thought that it was it would make good content to talk to y'all about this thought process and like how it's been with my sex drive back and really why i think it's back because i think that it could be i think that this conversation could be helpful and that a lot of people could relate So yeah, so I wrote down some reasons about why I think my libido is back, my sex drive is back. And I have four reasons. The first reason I believe my sex drive is back is because I stopped nursing. So I nursed Drew for six months, really six whole months. So the last day of her six months was the last time she nursed. And when she hit seven months, she was off the boob, and she kind of self-weaned herself um, because, you know, at one point she was just nursing when she was with me, and she was getting formula at school, or she was getting getting breast milk at school because I was pumping, I was pumping so much, I had so much milk, we just could not, we couldn't hold it, we couldn't house it, couldn't hold it in the fridge, couldn't hold it in the freezer. I low key had an oversupply, but, um, and it wasn't because of overpumping, just, you know, just, that's my, I was blessed and I was able to feed her. And so I'm not upset about it, but it was a lot of milk. And so she had the breast milk at school and then she was just down to formula at school and then nursing with me. And then, you know, we both, you know, we weaned each other. <laughs> she self weaned and I was like, okay, I'm done. Mainly because Drew is, curious and she pops off the boob and it just wasn't she was nursing she was taking so long to nurse because she would get so distracted even if we were in a dark room by ourselves she just gotta know what's going on so that wasn't really it was driving me crazy and she just wanted a bottle you know she just she was ready we was ready so anyway I stopped nursing and I realized that my vagina started acting right again because <laughs> they say that nursing affects can affect vaginal dryness just affects your body um and I wasn't really conscious of it affecting my body or how it affected my affected my body because y'all know Mike was driving a lot he was in the program it wasn't like we were really around each other and so I just I wasn't putting two and two together until I stopped nursing and I was like Oh, this is what people have been talking about in these forums and on BabyCenter app and, you know, excuse me, and on, um, you know, these breastfeeding pages on Facebook. So that was one. Two, Mikey stopped driving. So if y'all heard the So You Want to Code part two, y'all know that Mikey has retired from driving, lived after three years. He was doing it at first. as like extra money. Then... Full time um, when I lost the job and life happened and he was gone all the time between the program and having to drive for bills. He was gone. And so I think that him being home has definitely helped my sex job come come back because he doesn't feel like such a stranger and even when, you know, we were together and around, like, once we got together, the sex was good because that's just who we are. We just have banging chemistry. We just, we fit. But it's hard to feel connected. It was hard to feel connected because he wasn't at home. And so, um, and I didn't realize how much, um, I, I didn't realize how much, how important that was for me sexually sexually. I had no idea um how much his physical presence impacted my emotional connection to him and I really had to cut my emotions off I felt like when you know this year because I couldn't be depressed that he wasn't home because we got a baby and a podcast and we got shit to do and you gotta just I had to just keep my head down and work and write and raise this baby you know make sure she's happy and healthy and not like I'm not projecting myself on her and so I really had to like cut myself off from him emotionally I felt like in some ways not obviously completely because y'all I think that would have translated through the podcast but I had to do something to it that it didn't hurt so bad as bad as it was hurting and again a lot of the stuff I wasn't conscious of until things started to shift and I was like oh and I think it was coming out in like little ways like and he's talked about this on the podcast like he'd be home and I have like drew on my hand and a bathtub and a bottle under my chin because I'm so used to like <laughs> doing everything by myself um for the most part in the beginning um because he was working and and doing the program that it was like oh you're home you can like Grab somebody <laughs> and like do this, and so I think that I definitely see the connection between him stopping driving and and just me feeling more emotionally connected by his presence and how that how that has impacted the fact that my sex drive is coming back or is back. The third thing that I third reason I think my libido is back is because I've been really intentional about intimacy. And being open and present and I do think that it's because of this year um you know I think that we don't and when you are in a relationship what I say speak to myself first being in a relationship with Mike we've been together so long that a lot of the stuff a lot of our chemistry and how we get along and stuff it feels it feels so it's so normal for me that it's it's easy to take it for granted because this is my norm and so my norm was compromised this year and so I realized where I had been taking for granted just our connection and how easy a lot of things come to us that don't come easily for a lot of other people and how like blessed we are in that sense and so um I realized that you know, having that really stripped away and like really being distanced from him, especially in the midst of being a new mom and just new parents with a baby podcast. Like our podcast is still really young. We've only been doing it for two years in April. And so like just with all this new stuff, I've, I've realized that it is my heart's desire to be more intentional about intimacy and being open and present with him. Um, so that. Just because I want to. Because I want to. And it's good for our marriage. It's good for me. And so I've stopped distractions. And So the way that I've been more intentional about intimacy and being open and present is I've stopped distractions. So overeating. And I didn't like, yeah, overeating. um, Or just emotionally eating, I should say. So instead of like, you know, when you're emotionally, you're not always conscious of it. But you realize like you crave sugar when you're upset. You crave liquor when you... Had a long day. You know, like little things. You tend to turn to food for pleasure and comfort. And so cutting that out, you know, requires me to turn inward and then to him. Um, Y'all know I gave up the porn. (laughs) It's been a while. Um, And that that was just mainly because I was just like, you know, I've had a good run. And I'm just ready to turn that desire to inward and towards Mike. And I giving up drinking, which is a gas, because every day I regret that decision. Now I'm thankful that I had my good years of drinking. I've had some great memories and some great fun, but I realized my attachment to certain things. And you know, there's so many reasons, maybe that's a whole other indie episode, but there are so many reasons that I decided to give up alcohol. And, but one of the main ones was to have the confidence naturally that alcohol gives me in certain situations we're in all situations you know um just in general you know you you know liquor courage you talk more when you when you drunk and some people um you're more at least for me i'm more willing to say some crazy shit i'm willing to do i'm i'm some of the craziest nights me and my had have been <laughs> with alcohol as a um as a baseline, or just like you know, has been in the mix, and we've also had some really crazy sex sober. But you know, just really wanted to have more experiences sober where I'm present, and not even just you don't always have to drink to get drunk. But I don't like drinking alcohol in moderation, <laughs> or just like just to be drinking it because that's calories, y'all, and. I used to be real fit and I'm getting back into that, but like having to track that and just be conscious of how much alcohol you are drinking. For me, I was like, I'm not drinking unless I'm getting drunk. And so that would only drink at parties and we'd only, and only at my parties in college. And so my organization hosted like four a year. And so like, I just wouldn't, cause I'm like, this is a waste of, this is a waste of calories. I don't want to just drink. It's stupid just be drinking sugar and dehydration and depression, you know, cause alcohol is a depressant. Um, just was it just was a waste and since i stopped nursing and since i've um had drew my tolerance has completely dropped and so even a glass of wine will get me like buzzed and it can be some cheap wine too like not even good wine and i I just want to have my wits about me with drew b in i just i think i just want my mind back there's a whole bunch of reasons that's another episode maybe i'll do it but I've given up those distractions in a sense. And so it's making me more, I just really want to be present. I just really want to be present. I don't know how else to to explain it. I want to be present and I want to be just, I'm reimagining myself. And so dropping those and coincidentally dropping like those things have I think aided and my sex drive coming back, are just me just being more, yeah, yeah, I, yes. That's what I'm trying to say. I can't really explain. I don't have the language to explain how they have completely done all those things, but or done this. But I know that that these are one of the reasons why my libido is back, and just why my connection to Mike it feels like is is stronger. I've also voiced my intentions out loud to Mike. Um, Y'all will hear on the next episode. um, I go more in depth about this, but, you know, I make a habit to say I want to have sex. You know, I compliment, I communicate. And these are things that, you know, people assume come naturally, especially if you've been together for a long time. But after a while, you forget to be like, you're really cute or you're handsome because you've been together so long. Like I told you that. (laughs) Like it's just little simple things. And so just being more intentional because his love language now that he's older is affirmations and physical touch. And so just remembering to do, to pair them both when I, you know, communicate with him. And I also recognize that we've been talking a lot and I'd rather have sex. And so I think all of this is like (laughs) voicing my intentions, giving up distractions, really working inward and being in a space where I have to turn to my relationship when I would turn to other things to comfort me is helping or it has helped my libido. And then finally, the reason I think my libido is back is because I've re-realized that sex is good for me, y'all. <laughs> I'm responsible when I ever I take a strength finders test or any type of test my first like two top two personality traces you're responsible I'm an executor I will do the work I will do whatever you want me to do you know you can count on me to complete something and the problem with that is I get really bogged down in work and being busy and doing other things that I forget pleasure you know and sex is not just for men and I say this on the next episode too but you know I think pleasure is especially for women. Especially for women. <laughs> we need it more than anybody in this world. We need pleasure. We need to get off. You know, we need to get on, you know. <laughs> we need it because don't nobody work like we do. And pleasure is our only way out, y'all. I'm, I'm, I s I see the light. It's the only way we're gonna get any type of reparations around here. Because this country don't care about us. <laughs> this world don't either. So you might as well get you some. You know with somebody that you know. That ain't gonna hurt you or harm you. But um, unless you into that. But um, because I've like realized this. And this is still a process for me y'all. Like I still have to remind myself. Randy put the work down. Randy put the podcast up. Randy put your phone down. Go get some. Um, I've been really like. Letting Mikey pull me back, into giving to myself, and allowing me to do other things outside of work because he's really good at that, like most men are. But he's really good about like, all right, babe, took a shower today, you know, you're still in your work clothes. Let me give you some head. <laughs> he's really good about inserting himself, um, into. The craziness that is Randy's work ethic. And so I have a few examples. So one, one, the few days ago, I had a really hard day at work. Not because my coworkers are anything are crazy, because they really aren't. I love them. But because part of my job is research. And so we do, I am tasked with doing research, finding a certain amount of articles on a certain type, on a certain amount of topics and sending them off to our client. So that they can put in their database. And so the topics this month are like birthright citizenship, activism, freedom of speech. And so the catch is, though, I can't just find articles I agree with or I like. I have to find people who oppose birthright citizenship. I have to find, you know, I have to find people who oppose immigration, who are for Trump's cruelty and inhumanity. Like, I have to. I have to I have to collect both view viewpoints and that's really difficult to to do. Now, I love it low key because I love reading and I'm learning so much about what's going on in this country and the policies and all that. And on the other hand, it's a lot to consume and to take in and to retain. Because a lot of these atrocities that are happening in our country are happening to people that look like me, people that are black and brown, people who deserve to be treated civilly you know and so and just with with grace and kindness because that's because it's just right it's just the right thing to do and a lot and that's just not people just don't agree and so I I one day I just came home and I'm like y'all I just the shit that I had read and I honestly, I can't read everything or I'd never get any work done. But, you know, I have to I do have to read a lot of the stuff that I send off because, you know, it has to hit on all those things that I need. So anyway, I came home and I think I made it very clear I needed to have sex. And he agreed that he also needed to have sex. And y'all, the sex was so good. I felt high and I ain't been high in years. OK, y'all heard the story. I <laughs> I ain't behind in a long time. I feel like some I feel like he spiked. Sex. I I was so I fell right asleep. I don't even know. I think I got some orange shoes. I woke up, it was it was six o'clock, like AM. I I just needed it. And I was like, Randy, this is the answer. This is what's gonna get you through this job. (laughs) When you gotta do this crazy ass research and you reading this hateful shit, this is what's gonna get you through. So that's one story. And then other, there's one moment where I was just, we were in bed. We're about to have sex. We had just got dreamy down and I just can't shut my mind off. I wasn't working yet. I was just thinking about, I don't know what I was thinking about. And Mikey just holds my hand. He just grabs my hand and he just holds it. And it brought me right back. I didn't realize I needed it, but just like, just touch, just being like, I felt like somebody had snatched me back into the present. And I realized, okay, I, I really need this. Because if not, I'm going to just die in my head. I really am. <laughs> I'm just going to die in my head for all the things I think about all day, every day. And then the last story that I have that showed me that sex is good for me is that the other night, other night, we were just about to have sex. <laughs> And I'm holding Mikey's head, his real head, not the head down there, the head, you know, his his head. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is what we used to sit and talk about in high school. We used to sit, sneak around, sit in bed. We finally get some time together. He come pick me up from Georgia State when I was Dolan Road. And, you know, we'd be in his bedroom, his mom be at work. Everybody's at school because it's it's a weekday. And, but I'm with him because I'm, you know, I've done with my classes at Georgia State and so I can leave the campus. And so he had a car and we just sit there and we daydream about what it would be like to be married and to have kids and to, and to live together and to not have to like only get two or three hours a day because, you know, while our moms are at work and sneaking around being stupid. But you know, we used to really fantasize about this, you know, as, as hard as it's been. This year, this is what the dream was. And so I was like, this is so fucking powerful. Like, we manifested this. And, you know, I don't know. I don't, I, I I don't know if I would have had that moment had I not been in bed about to get some, you know? Like, it just felt like such a, like he's, it's been 11 years, but in a lot of ways, Mikey still looks like how he looked when he was 17. And I, I could see it in that moment. I was like, you're that, you're still that kid. They used to pick me up bumping Lupe, you know, you know, or Jay-Z in his car. And, you know, we maybe we stop and get some wings. We go home. He would lock his door. Y'all like it was the life. It was like it was high school. It was great, you know. And so all of that just made me realize that, like, I really have to honor <laughs> all of that. And sex is the way to do it now. I say this to myself before I say this to y'all. I am still a work in progress. Like I said, it's still, it still takes practice. I still have to actively and consciously be proactive about this, you know, but I do think it helps that I've come, I have come to this realization. I do think all of this has increased my libido and brought back my sex drive. And for anybody who's like wondering why theirs hasn't gone, if their, their partner is telling them that, thing ain't the same maybe this can help you I don't know like maybe this can help you think about what's going on because it was never an attraction thing I think Mikey is beautiful and I always have like I remember being in high school and and I could smell him like he had a scent i can't explain i knew he was around and scientists talk about this all the time pheromones and stuff like i knew he was around like i just felt really connected to him and it's not even just to him but like connected to myself you know my mom and my the women in my family uh, which i've talked about real big on self-pleasure and like you don't need to be out here getting pregnant young falling for any nigga because you can't get off and you think men are the only people who can get you there like no you can get yourself there, you know, and so like just getting really back more in tune with my body, um, and and which helps because I'm not in service to Droopy in the same way that I've been for six months in terms of nursing, and so it just feels nice to like not have milk dripping everywhere and to you know like take my bra off, <laughs> even though she done ruined the the ladies, they they not they not. They was real perky when they full of milk, but now they just it's, it's it ain't right. She did me dirty, but I think also getting back to myself and realizing that myself likes pleasure, myself likes sex. When you're in the, I've been in the fog, y'all. I've been in a, I've been in a fog, and in the fog ain't no time for pleasure, ain't no time, you know. And these babies don't care, don't give a fuck about your orgasms. They don't care, they don't care. They got made. And they only want them to be the ones that's here. And they just don't care. And so, but I've been actively navigating through this. And I'm hoping that this conversation that I'm willing to have when everyone can help and like put something as perspective, maybe for you. If you are going through this or experiencing this and, and also like want to get your sex drive back, you know, because, because I missed it. Like this is different. Okay. So, Yeah. Answer me this, how long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. Prices start at just $499 and you get $399 in accessories thrown in. That includes a Nectar mattress, mattress protector, cooling pillows and sheet set, a 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com and get hugged. Alright, segment two. Some QA. So we have some questions that Patreon sent us a few months ago and once we started these Indies at you know before our last break or after our last break and some from Instagram. So y'all could continue to send us questions please because we are running low on them and yeah, we love answering them. So question one. Um Randy this is from Kristen, I believe. Ideal star sign for y'all, child. I'm talking about Pisces, etc. That's a star sign, right? <laughs> yes. We're just going to say zodiac sign. I can't tell a star from sun. I don't know which one is which. But I do know that I have always been open to a Pisces and an Aries. Those are my favorite signs. Um... Those are my favorite signs. I love Pisces and I love Aries. I love everybody else too, but I really love Pisces and Aries, and I think that's because my some of my closest and the Cancers. I love Cancers, but y'all, a little, y'all a little special. Y'all a little special. I can't get away from Virgos, but I know some people don't believe in astrology or don't don't like subscribe to it. But I like it. And my mom had us really young, as I've talked about. And when you grow up with somebody who's into astrology. <laughs> you become into it too or you don't and you know but i did but anyway i've always wanted an aries or pisces and that's mainly because like i said they're my favorite signs and also because there's this pattern in my family so my mom was born the day before her grandmother i'm born the day before my grandmother so my mom is march 31st her grandmother's april 1st my grandmother was august 22nd and i'm august 21st and so i knew that like it is it is literally up to me to continue this the problem is drew april was born march 2nd that is not the day before her grandmother or the day after her grandmother which means that it's like theoretically i'm supposed to have another child but I don't know how likely that is. So this pattern may be stopping. (laughs) But I've always just wanted to continue that pattern because it's just been this freaky thing that has happened in my family. And my mom is like really serious about this happening for her. And I'm like, first of all, these babies do what they want. I was two weeks early, you know, it wasn't supposed to happen, but yeah, I don't know. So that's why I I, I low key want to keep up this pattern. But I know that means I have to get pregnant again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about all that. So for right now, I did get my Pisces because I love Pisces. And Drew is Drew's awesome. She's very emotional and empathic already and dramatic. And I love it and she's just very like observant and all my favorite things about pisces now we're gonna have to work on her letting people letting her do letting people do her crazy because pisces tend to do that but she's a march pisces and march pisces don't tend to do that so anyway that's my astrology spin spill we can talk about it in a dm y'all know so um question number two my first month on the job review this question was posed on Instagram for Mikey, but I'm going to take it because I needed some. Y'all love this job. I am. I haven't still figured everything out in terms of like my life, like what I'm doing, but I'm thankful for this job and I'm really I'm enjoying it. It is a mind. Um, It's working my mind. I'm working really hard and I haven't had to use my brain in this way in over a year. And so I feel I'm very tired and it's just a it's a it's a brain exercise being at the shop. But my most my favorite thing so far is about is really the people. Um they all wrote me like this really nice card when I got hired. Um and it was just very it was just nice. And it's a small office and but what's like more important to me is like just the verbiage and the language that they use are all really big on language and facts because that's the job we have to do. We have to like research and write and proofread and edit and make sure people are like make sure the language is, is, is right. And, um, one of the things that have come up a lot, like I literally asked my boss, why are you this way? Because <laughs> I've only had one other boss who I've talked about on here a lot that I've absolutely adored and, I didn't and I was like, you know, I'm just really interested to know like why you are the type of boss you are because he just inspires loyalty and he he hires really well like everybody does their job so well and it's so weird being in a work workplace where everybody's job is purposeful. No one, and like it, it's so purposeful. Like the work, the your role is so important that you don't have time for mess. Like we here to work, and it's it's interesting being working with adults who are adults and aren't mean. <laughs> Y'all know about these toxic workplaces. Like my supervisor, um, literally said to me in our meeting, we have a weekly one on one meeting. He was like, you know, how is the workload? Do you think it's above your pay grade? Because we don't. I don't want you feeling like this work is abusive. Like what? <laughs> I was like what do you? I. I just. I just. I'm just amazed, and I think they are who they say they are, which is nice. But it's also like making me. It's on. It's. I'm also trying not to mourn the fact that we as a people, especially women put up with so much shit at work and we can really say no to a lot of stuff. There's some stuff at this job I'll never have to do that would have been expected of me to do at other places because I'm new or because people are trash and people have a very, they have a misconception about what power is. And so Y'all know those bosses that you can tell don't have no type of power in their life. So when they get to work, they crazy. Yeah, like, it's it's weird. It's weird not to be micromanaged. Like, I literally walk in, and it's expected that I'm just doing my work. Because I am I'm responsible for deliverables. Like, there are things that don't get sent out to people unless I do them. And so we're just going to leave Randy alone, let her work. <laughs> because she got work to do, and I do. So it's... I. I'm thankful. Um, it's really, it's a mindfuck. I don't know how uh, any other classy way to say that. I literally feel like I'm in a twilight zone. I'm on the committee to plan parties. If y'all watch The Office, you get it. But that's literally what it's called. And we've had a Halloween party. Drew was there. Like, it's just so, it's so, it's, it's, I feel like a grown-up. So, yeah, it's great. And I'm thankful. Um, The third question is... How did we introduce Drew and Groot to one another? So their introduction started after conception because Groot knew I was pregnant before I did. And I didn't know he knew I was pregnant till the night I found out I was pregnant because y'all don't we don't do a lot of videos anymore of him really. And that's mainly because he hates this floor. We have to like get some carpet and stuff. He, He just isn't as like rowdy as he usually is when I come home but he'll like run to the door and jump on me he's like running circles around me he's crazy happy but like at one point when I got pregnant before I knew I was pregnant Groot stopped jumping on me he like stopped he just was acting different and I was like what the fuck is wrong with you and then I found I was pregnant and then I realized oh Groot knew so I say that to say he's always been very in tuned with what's going on with my body. And <laughs> and and um and I was very intentional about like keeping Groot around when I was pregnant. Even when he was irritating the hell out of me. And even when like I had really bad morning sickness. Especially the first trimester. And, and but he would like lay with me. And you know he always knew when I was about to throw up. I could always tell when I was about to throw up. Because he'd walk around the house and he'd whimper. And I and I just walked right to the bathroom because I knew what was about to happen. And sure enough, I was about to throw up. And so I really kept Groot around me when I was pregnant and I let him lay on my stomach and things. Whatever he really wanted to do, that was within reason, because, you know, you let Groot do too much he'll never leave you alone. But, so that started then. I really do think that helped because I didn't want to make him feel like he didn't have access to me anymore. I'm not saying I was perfect because there were some days I just, I couldn't deal with group. I couldn't deal with him. Y'all know I was home all day. I couldn't do it. He was just, he's so clingy. He's a cancer. He's just, he just want to be, he just want to be rubbed on and, and kissed on all the time. Like you a pit. Go away. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah, so I kept him around me. But when Drew was born, Mikey took her hat to the hat that they put on her after she you know, after they got around and cleaned her off to to him. Him um Drew's godfathers, Jeff and Logan, were watching Groot for the week. They watched him for like two weeks. Yeah, they had him at you know, when I was in labor and then like a week or two after and he took the hat over to them and let Groot sniff it which is what all like the baby forms and stuff say about dogs like let the let the dog smell the baby first and Mikey has it on video we'll probably share it on Instagram I think he still has it Groot lost his shit like he was so happy he was trying to eat the hat like (laughs) which is probably doesn't inspire confidence about he treat how he treat the baby but he knew who Drew was and so I think that definitely helped so when he met her there's a video on our Instagram page where he like he's waiting for us to give him permission to to introduce himself. she's asleep. He sniffs her and she like kind of blinks her eye and he just walks away because he's just overwhelmed. I don't think he expected her to to move. And so and they right now, Drew's realizing that Groot is like a thing. And she's crawling, and so she crawls to him, and he just licks all on her. And sometimes she wants it, sometimes she don't. So then they start beefing. He be licking at her feet, and she be kicking them in his throat. Then he gets sad, he walk away. Like it's like a whole thing. But that's how we introduced them, and I think it definitely helped Groot. We've had Groot since he was eight weeks, and that's a that's a long time. He's four years old. Um, he'll be five in July. Oh my god, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, he'll be 5 in July. We got him in 2016. My birthday. We got him 2015. My birthday. Yeah. He'll be 5 in July. And we've had him since he was eight weeks. We've trained him up. We, you know, we taught him how to use the bathroom. He goes with the bathroom command. He sits, he lays. He's just, he's, he's, he's just well behaved. And he, we socialized him really young. So I think I'll say all of that to say that I think all of that helped. We socialized him because my dad used to watch him during the day when we worked because I worked down the street from my dad and it was just easier to drop him off. And my dad at the time had five dogs, grown dogs. So they were adults, um, like three plus years old. And so they trained Groot, like they, they trained Groot about how to, <laughs> not get his ass beat Groot used to y'all, it'd be so funny my dad had this white german shepherd and Groot used to get on this dog nerves and one day this german shepherd just sat on him and it was hilarious and so i think all of that helped him be the dog he is now so it, i wasn't worried about him meeting drew and how he would act now there are some days now that she's moving and hitting that i'm afraid he's gonna eat her because <laughs> i know how it feels so when she scratched me like i'd be about to throw her but I have to remember that Groot's a dog, y'all. He could take it. They have y'all ever seen dogs fight or play? They play rough, and don't let Groot fool you. He get around some dogs. They start playing. They play rough, and so to him, it's nothing. And he and he acts that way. Like we watch him, you know. And um, she'll get to hitting him and he'll just turn his back to her or <laughs> or he'll show his stomach and so that's really fun she don't know what to do with that he show his stomach and she like crawl away she don't know that he's like submitting to her um and and then you know some days he just cover up his mouth cause she likes to poke his nose and or he'll just lick her and she hate that she hate when he just she likes to be kissed but she hates when he just go crazy and start looking at her so she'll stay away And so he's realized ways to deal with her and so I'm trying to let them be I want her to have confidence around dogs because that's what my parents did for me and I want him to feel like he's still a part of the family so yeah yeah thank you for those questions And finally, the last segment. Um, I'll leave you with this. So, I tell you all the time, I'll tell you what I'm reading. So, I'm currently reading The Will of Time, a sample. It is by, I should have probably had this up. The Will of Time is my mom's favorite fantasy series. And I'm starting to understand why she switched over to fantasy. She's been into fantasy for. Years. Like she's gone through her phases like we all do. My mom is a big avid reader. That's where I get it from. And she switched to fantasy at one point and she ain't ever looked back and she's recommended some great series. And so I promised her I would read this series because Amazon is coming out with a show. And The World of Time is by Robert Jordan. But Robert Jordan died. Um but he wanted to continue the series and so like him and his wife literally looked for writers who knew the story who knew the characters who could basically write like him and they found they found this person and his name is Brandon Sanderson and so he finished the series and it's a 14 book series and um it was originally supposed to be six books but it ended up being 14 and I'm reading the sample and so far I really like it I'm about to buy it (laughs) But the sample is like an hour long because the book is so long, the first book. And so I'm going to finish the sample, decide if I want to buy it. But I'm pretty sure I am. And I'm going to and I'm going to read that. So that's what I'm reading. I was reading The Emotional Intelligence. I didn't finish it. And that's only because it was due back at the library. And I kept renewing it. And I realized that's the type of book I need to have digitally and or I need to own the physical hard copy because it's not a book you can like rush through. You have to like. You got you to gotta read it. Like, you have to... You, it's not like... It's not a novel. You have to... <laughs> you got to take notes and shit. You got to do a lot of stuff. And I was also reading Dryer's English, which I also recommend if you're, like, a big grammar language nerd. I didn't finish that one either because it was also due back after I renewed it a few times. I need to own that one, too. Um, You know, just things you need to... There are books you can just read and send off back to their people, and there are books you need to own. And so, yeah. So, that's what I'm reading. But all I'll leave you with this go get you some no really I need we gotta have more sex y'all more healthy sex there's no such thing as consensual sex because sex is supposed to be consensual you know unless you're into that but even then you're consenting to being into that type of stuff but um <sighs> I just I really I think that especially women y'all come on we gotta go get off because that's the only way I don't see no other way I mean obviously prayer and God and like <laughs> our children and our dogs and our cats and maybe your other vices you know any other vices but I'm just really starting to see the advantage of sex and I just want to spread the good word y'all because I know we always hear like oh, we know y'all oh, we are freaks we are freaky there's not anything we really won't do. I mean, there are some things y'all know. There are some things we won't do. Some things we will eventually. <laughs> but I think that people assume that we we always have sex. If you know, if you don't listen to the podcast, we always have sex because we talk very openly about it. But that's not always the case, and this year that definitely that definitely was not the case. And so it feels good to get back to it. But it also feels good to like. But it also makes me want to like reiterate to people, go have sex. Initiation is still awkward for me sometimes, but you know that's the good thing about being horny. You just don't care. You just be like, just come give me some. But no, really, that's 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 all I want to leave you with. Go get some. Go be vulnerable and transparent with the person you love or like or whatever situation if you got on though i do not advocate for situationships but that's another episode um uh, just go and just go and go and let yourself be you know i probably need to take my own advice tonight i'm really sleepy though see this is where I, this is where I, I fall back in that trap but i'm trying to get on the night of drew be accurate and she go to sleep and stay asleep anyway yeah <laughs> call to action please submit your questions or your feedback for the next solo episode and you can do that through email at blackmailmarriagegmail.com. gmail.com that's b-o-a-c-k-m-i-l-m-a-r at gmail.com or you can leave a message at 770-750-4098. Again, that's 770-750-4098. And your feedback and your question could be featured on a future episode. Let me know what you think about this episode. If you found it valuable, if you thought I was just being crazy, let me know. Um, be sure to check out our website, marriage.com, And follow us on social media platforms. Mikey is Mikey underscore XXI. I am Randy, R A N D I I I I E E E on Instagram and Twitter. I will link all of those in the show notes so you don't have to worry. All right, y'all. As always, be blessed. Don't settle. Fight clean. Peace. About time that I get back. am gonna get back. We can hold it down. You're in the promised land. Watch it, I promise.